Hello, hello. Hello, ladies and gents. I hope that you've all had a splendid day. And I hope you're ready for a splendid evening. It's 6.58 p.m. on the East Coast. My name is Frank, and this is, quite frankly, the pre-show. It's a Thursday, March 31st of the year 2022. The 31st day of March. Tomorrow is April Fool's Day. Tomorrow is April Fool's Day, then Saturday's my birthday. All I want for my birthday is a, uh, a, uh, an Irish coffee. A strong one at that. I gotta find a place that makes one. Uh, and I gotta go there. And that's it. Irish coffee for my birthday. What the hell is it? And uh, that's what I'm in the mood for. And if it's warm enough, perhaps a cigar. Because it's been a long time since I had one of those. But thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for being here tonight. Uh, plenty to talk about. No Rob this evening. He has very important things to uh, attend to. And uh, we have to have a... Um, but we have to have a, a talk with a friend that is returning to the show. We had him on the schedule for a while since he was on with us in January. Man's name is Jeff Harmon. He's an astrologer and a very well-known one. He's been doing this for close to 50 years now. And the last time we spoke with him, we were talking about, we did a, a deep dive. It was so deep that I, 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 I didn't understand half the shit that was going on. Um, I'm sure that that happened with many of you too, but it was it was brilliant. It really was. And we were talking about what exactly the stars were indicating uh, for the world as we were entering into this uh, this time of chaotic realignment that had never been seen since 1776. That's what we were that's what we were bringing to the fore there. That was in late to mid to late January. Then of course, February happened. And here we are. So tonight we're going to be having a, a brief cosmic report, a progress report with Jeff Harmon on what we are living through right now and what may be coming in the next few months. Second half is going to be filled with all kinds of calls and super chats and mystics and prophets and golden rubles and, and God knows what else. But uh, we're going to find out together on this 31st day of Marchuary. I want to thank my sponsors tonight. That's Blue Monster Prep. Please go to BlueMonsterPrep.com. And, and you know what? There may be a day that you... Who, who knows? Maybe you already have a year's worth of non-perishable food items in your house and you want to go elsewhere, which is what you can do there. You can go and find radio communication uh, equipment, uh, any kind of first aid, survival. If you want, if you have a, a house in the woods you wanted to stock up on stuff, uh, transistor radios, whatever the hell it is, solar power... Go to BlueMonsterPrep.com and start prepping. They even got Faraday cages and things like that. Um, those are pretty expensive, though, wherever they're sold. So I have to imagine that they're a little pricey, too. Um, anywho, if you have some rubles, uh, they might be pretty cheap soon. Because that's already bounced back completely to where it was prior to the invasion. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we, we took the ruble down to nothing. We'll talk about that in the second half. But... Um, but BlueMonsterPrep.com, Pat and Gina, they were so nice as to join us on the show earlier this week. Wonderful call. I got a lot of people reaching out to me saying how splendid of a call that was, too, and so, so lovely. And it was. Use promo code FRANKLY for all of your delivery taken off the top. 
tomorrow night, uh, we're not going to be on for the full two hours because I have a band practice. We're, we're doing this show. Um, we're doing this show in Westchester. The first show that me and the band, we've been on stage. First time I'm going to be on stage since 2019. I actually feel butterflies already. Excited, but I can't, I can't wait. So tomorrow we have to practice. And I'll be, uh, we'll be getting off the air a little bit earlier tomorrow night, probably around 8.15 or so. But it doesn't matter because we're going to have great company. Uh, Tony Black is going to be in, and I'm sure my mom will be with him too. So Tony Black and my mom will, will stop by for a family Friday kind of a thing, as we like doing every now and, now and again. I forget the last time that Tony was on. It might have been near Thanksgiving. It might have been. I don't think he's been on in, in the new year, has he? I don't think so. Has he? Who knows? Anywho, next week is going to be a big one. We've got Judge Joe Brown coming in on on the, uh, not in, but on, on the 6th. On the 7th, Kathy O'Brien. That's a big one. That's going to be a big night. And then on the 8th, I have another. Monday, Tuesday are going to be a little bit short, and, and Friday the 8th a little bit short, too. Got to have band practice all three of those nights. Been a long time. We got to knock off the rust. Next week, we got Velez from Rogue News coming in. That'll be great. Talk to him. Sam Tripoli on the 12th. Ricky Verandez of the Ripple Effect podcast on the 13th. On uh, the 20th, on April 20th, Adam Krigler. April 22nd, Akira the Don. April 25th, Alex Stein, one of the more prolific town hall uh, troll, troll comedians. And then April 27th, BCP is coming back. But there's more. There's more. And I ha- and we have updated the calendar on QuiteFrankly.tv. Uh, we're also going to be streaming live for the entirety of this broadcast on YouTube tonight because I dropped off just for tonight Odyssey and CloudHub stream just to see if it stabilizes everything across all other platforms because we were we were doing pretty good and then all of a sudden last night buffering on several websites including quite frankly tv so i just want to make sure that uh, we get to the bottom of that so i'm dropping off two of the outlets that not a lot of people watch on i don't want to take that away from them of course but i got to figure this out so this is how we'll we'll start crossing off causes and um and yeah, because I really want everybody to get back over to quitefrankly.tv, hang out there. The gold pills is pretty much a way. Of, it, if everybody on YouTube can get comfortable with quitefrankly.tv, it's pretty much like having Super Chats back built into the actual platform that you're watching. And um, you, we don't have that on YouTube. That used to be a wonderful thing. And, um, and yeah, but anyhow, we're staying on YouTube tonight because I'm dropping off a few others and... And there you have it. So thank you, ladies and gents. Thank you for sticking with me. All right. Here's the first one up in the grab bag. Oh, did you know that this is real? So last night we had George Alexopoulos on the show, and he told this this story at the end about, you know, clogging someone's bathroom and needing a and needing to sneak out of the bathroom to find a plastic knife to, um, to you know, to cut things up. And it was hilarious. Um, it's hilarious. And then all of a sudden I got tagged in this on Twitter today by someone who was watching the show last night. And it seems that the poop knife is a real thing. And it predates the show because nobody put together a website this snazzy in, 
in just, uh, I don't know, eight hours. Silly and snazzy tool styles. Original poop knife. Trusted by butts everywhere. Here's the product description. Do you, your friends, or your family poop big? Do those logs sometimes need a little help going down? Endlessly spinning poops will mock you from the toilet vortex no more. <laughs> Be a samurai of the poo-poo platter. Ridiculous gag gift for friends and family. They wouldn't have been a gag to Alex that night. Or, or George. Alex Georgiopoulos. Metal reinforced silicone is strong, hygienic, easy to clean, and dishwasher safe if you dare. This will cut poop tested on the most ferocious of bog crocodiles without a fight. Curious about what an original poop knife feels like? Imagine a heavy silicone-covered butter knife. It sounds, uh, sounds, so this is real. It's originalpoopknife.com. They can thank me later because I know Mark Swan is going to buy five as stocking stuffers for next Christmas. So, um, it's, <laughs> they got a free plug, but it's just because that's so hilarious. Um, the, the, the original poop knife. Okay, um, let's see what else we have here. Headline from Deadline. Headline is Fox News hires Caitlyn Jenner as a contributor. Ladies and gentlemen, there's your GOP, ladies and gentlemen. That's your GOP, Okay. And, and, and another reason why to please sponsor new media. Sponsor. And when I say sponsor, uh, shows like this, any show that you like probably has several ways that you can go and contribute to them monthly. A do you have no clue how much a dollar a month means. Especially when uh, a small, if a small portion of, of any audience does it, it means a lot. And this is the, uh, this is the alternative. This is the alternative. And it, these are the companies, the Fox, the CNNs, the MSNBCs, that'll be able to go forever because their pockets are deep. It comes from all different types of places, and they serve much higher, more powerful masters. So they can, they can survive all types of conditions because there's always going to be someone there to prop them up. Me and everybody in new media, thank you for propping us up. Thank you for helping us to give us some uh, alternatives to this, this, uh, this freak show. All right, here's another one. That's all I wanted to say. Here's a headline from The Sun. Sex bot. You know, we have to do this. Uh, the kids, get the hell out of here for a second. I have to talk to your parents. Three, two, one. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, these sex robots, they just won't stop. Okay, and listen to this one. More people would have a threesome with a robot than invite a person over for sex, study reveals. Well, yes, I think it would have to be a little bit less messy. Survey reveals that more people would prefer to have a threesome with a robot than invite another person over for sex. A survey revealed that the results showed two in five people said that they were open to the idea of having sex with a robot. Two in five now. The survey was conducted by Sexual Alpha, which freely admitted that their sample size of 3,292 people was small. However, it does suggest that some people are fairly open-minded to the idea of having relations with sex bots, having relations with inanimate blocks of rubber. Let's stop this. Maybe one day it'll become a little bit more... Uh, but you're talking about rubber dead bodies. That's what it looks like. It's, it's horrendous. 
So, but it would be great to practice on for anybody um, anybody looking to get elected to Congress anytime soon, of course, because as we know, the threesomes flow like wine there. Here's an embarrassing, this is uh, from CNN reporting on the Madison Cawthorn thing, which we have a little bit more on this in the second half of the show. I'll do it around the time that we do all of our Super Chat readings. He's an embarrassment. Republicans threatened to primary Cawthorn over controversial antics. So pretty much talking about the drug usage and the group sex that he was he was uh, invited to in Congress. But uh, yeah, you better watch out, Madison. They're going to primary you. Those wily Republicans. They'll probably put out one of those fresh new conservative trans candidates. Then you'll really have a problem. Show you how uh, the Republicans will get you. So, that's all I got for you on that front. What is it, 7-Eleven? 7-Eleven? There was a lot of people who actually said that he um, he retracted those comments or he walked them back. or But according to people like Roger Stone, he did not. I saw this on, it's a screen capture, I guess, from Truth Social. Roger Stone said, I just spoke to Congressman Madison Cawthorn. He said he did not retract his claims about drug-fueled orgies among the Washington elite. If if these drug-fueled orgies are happening in the Vatican, all right, happening in the Vatican, why wouldn't they be happening in an an incestuous bog like the American government, when, when it doesn't require a vow of chastity and all that stuff uh, uh, to to be in there. I, I mean, they don't even have to pretend to be holy men and women. They don't even have to pretend. Why is this so outrageous to think? They, were, they, they found a drug-fueled, they caught a drug-fueled, they busted up a drug-fueled gay orgy inside of one of those papal... Um, uh, offices that was supposed to supposed to be dedicated to investigating like sexual impropriety in the church. It, it's a uh, it's a it's I'm telling you it's uh, it's incredible. So this is ridiculous to think that this would not be the norm to a great many people. And for those who don't partake, at least they look the other way. They know what's going on, and they know not to piss up, you know, piss on certain uh, fire hydrants. Roger Stone says, just spoke, he said, uh, with Cawthorn, he said he has not retracted statements. Any claim to the contrary by Rhino Kevin McCarthy is false. And that is a response to CNN as well, who's pushing this around, because, of course, it's a bipartisan cultural thing over there. Very bipartisan. So everybody's got to team up on those on that front. All right, all right. I think that's it for now, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. Please share this show Give it a thumbs up. Get the link out to everybody you know. Um, I will be answering Super Chats throughout the engagement here. And I hope that you find a nice, cozy place to watch or listen to this. We will be right back with a little bit of a table setter before Jeff Harmon comes on to give us, give us a cosmic progress report. Go ahead, Watchtower. This is the Joker speaking. You're tuned in, quite frankly. When you see the ants, remove your pants. <laughs> you let 
one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride! this doesn't get me kicked off of YouTube. I haven't tried playing this in a while. Instant Crush by Daft Punk. One of their many great songs. Instant Crush. Okay, so uh, we're going to be talking about dams, about uh, dams that are about to burst tonight. We know that a couple of dams have already burst. We, it's a unstoppable the collapse of the dollar at this point and all the sanctions to supposedly hurt Russia has only conveniently hurt us, has only conveniently hurt the West, which is, of course, um, is being is, is the, the subject of many grand visions, grandiose visions of new world order out there at uh, in Dubai or wherever the hell they are right now. But they, they, they park their asses wherever the hell they want and have their world government summits and this and that. That's all for us. Anywho, we'll get into that a little bit later. Another dam that seems like it's about to burst, and we have to wonder why, is the Hunter Biden one. Now, I have to imagine that Jeff Harmon is going to have something to say about that. So we'll see, because we're going to talk about the last six weeks or so, then next couple of months, and then I have a a finisher question. I've been curious that I would like to ask somebody in his line of work. But here you have a headline from Zero Hedge. Jesus. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Just I just get so scared sometimes. All right. Headline: Hunter Biden dam about to burst. Washington Post, CNN go scorched earth over laptop from hell. As regular zero hedge readers know, the New York Post was excommunicated from social media shortly before the 2020 U.S. election by big tech for reporting on shady international business dealings by the Biden family and company. And company, they're not, you know, they're not masterminds. They they have been given us a, a certain slice of the pie that they have, they've licked enough peanut butter to get to that point, and they, that's just it. They're they're one of many. But uh, hey, any way that we can wedge this door open and kick through, that'd be that'd be a miracle at this point. Uh, big tech for reporting the shade on the law, particularly in Ukraine and China. Contained within a trove of emails, text messages, photographs, and financial documents that were on a laptop Hunter Biden abandoned at a Delaware computer repair shop in April of 2019. So here you have some headlines to refresh your memory. Hunter Biden X business associate was livid over $5 million side deal with Chinese. 
Why the FBI's top child porn lawyer involved in Hunter Biden laptop case. Hunter Biden laptop linked to FBI money laundering investigation. Hunter Biden witness uh, moved from prison cell after exposing influence peddling operation. Chinese money launderer calls James Biden after FBI arrest was trying to reach Hunter. Sperry uh, exposes the the uh, complete history of Hunter Biden's crime, blah, 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 blah. And, and uh, there is more on that. Don't forget Chinese spy chiefs and all the But then I guess it's not controversial for us to talk about it. Unless you can still get kicked off of big tech for, um, for saying that you knew before everybody was allowed to know. Does that still, is that still off limits? Covering for the Bidens to help him with the 2020 election, people like Representative Adam Schiff in California insisted it was Russian propaganda and outlets which reported on the laptop were smeared as conspiracy theorists. There's been some great compilations, tremendous compilations of all of these these newsmen and women saying it's Russian propaganda, it's a non-story, and, and all of the snapshots, people like Glenn Greenwald have been dragging the media as if they care. Remember, they've, they've got the mentality in the media. They've got the mentality, and they, they don't give a shit. They're almost like the inflatable clowns that you punch, and they pop right back up, and you think that one of them is really going to hurt them, but they just don't care. That's what we're talking about here. More than 50 former intelligence officials signed a pre-election letter proclaiming the laptop story as all the classic earmarks of Russian information operation. Two weeks ago... The tide turned. The New York Times confirmed the laptop exists and it is legit and confirmed several previous reports of obviously of the story, including correspondence between Hunter and his business partner, Devin Archer, both of whom served on the board of Ukrainian energy giant Burisma. Today, the Washington Post and CNN are piling it on with Post uh, confirming yet more details of the laptop contents and CNN running a blistering segment and reporting that the federal investigation into Hunter is heating up. Washington Post, meanwhile, reports on Hunter's multi-million dollar deals with a Chinese energy company. And and, and I I hate this. Here's the headline. Inside Hunter Biden's multi-million dollar deals with Chinese energy company. And the the subtext there is a Washington Post review confirms key data. Fuck you. Washington Post review confirmed. Fuck you. You're in no confirmation point. You cannot, you have, you're in no point and no position to be confirming anything. No, that now it's legit. Whatever the case, Glenn Greenwald isn't about to let mainstream media get away with the U-turn unscathed. Uh, the U-turn unscathed. Glenn goes and saying uh, goes on saying most of these details were reported and confirmed in several outlets before the 2020 election, as opposed to now, when it's safe to say it. But they are censored by Twitter and Facebook based on CIA lie spread by most corporate outlets that it was Russian disinformation, and just effing amazing. Now the Washington Post, 10 days after New York Times, admits that the contents of the Hunter Biden laptop are genuine and uses them in their reporting. Yet not one corrupt outlet that spread CIA pre-election lie that it was Russian disinformation has retracted. Not one. Well, one day it'll all be gone. They'll just be off the internet altogether. That's how the Ministry of Truth works. Now, talking about dams about to break, stories like this really confuse me uh, more than they excite me at this point. 
whenever these organizations like the media uh, seed ground on stories like these, you know that there is a larger pivot coming. Uh, they knew it was real back then. They're biding their time. There is a uh, there is going to be a day that they'd have to act in concert with each other, and they know how to ride the bull. When the bull bucks, they try to stay on, to try to steer it, to try to win the uh, the rodeo. That's what the mainstream media does. Whenever these organizations do this, I don't know what to think, and I don't know how you because um, I don't know how you don't inflict massive damage on so much more than Hunter Biden. You know, on, on on the acting president himself, okay, that Hunter was was actually being a proxy for in his international dealings. He was a proxy, and he was kicking money up. He was out there repping the uh, the family name while his his father was serving as vice president. Who, of course, was you know one hand was washing the other. We saw how he was acting out there in uh, you know talking to the, the CFR or whoever about his actions in Ukraine and how he would use uh, loan money as as uh, an arm-twisting scheme. So we know one hand was washing the other. So, but, but that's what I'm just talking about. There, how do you limit the damage to just Hunter? Yet you have Joe denying that Hunter made any money in China during those debates. He just flat out denied in other places too. So obviously he that's a, an outright lie and he, and he got paid too. So what, what, what we, where do we go from this? And then you have this. This is from the, the, uh, the Epoch Times. Headline, Senators release bank records showing payments to Hunter Biden from China. Newly released bank records show that payments were made to President Joe Biden's son from a Chinese Communist Party-linked company. Well, I mean, we, we have Hunter on audio recording talking about how he has like uh, business partners going missing and being beholden to a Chinese spy chief. I mean, it's his voice on, on, on the record. But I, I mean, I'm glad that they found the pay stubs, but damn, you know, one showed a wire payment of $100,000 to Owasco, one of Hunter Biden's firms from the CEFC, Chinese Energy, a now defunct company closely associated with the Chinese regime. Another showed a, right, uh, a wire transfer of $5 million to Hudson West, a company Hunter Biden invested in and managed. From Northern uh, Northern International Cap managed. Uh, you think about Hunter Biden at, at a board meeting or has an office at one of these places, and he's sitting there with a suit and tie on, doing diligent work. Managed. He managed these companies like Christopher Moltisanti was managing the uh, the brokerage firm that the Sopranos had taken over when they were you know, pushing phony stocks and all that shit. It's just a it's just an office with cobwebs all over it. And every once in a while, he comes in, he kicks his feet up on a desk, he bangs a secretary, smokes a cigarette, and goes home. Two others showed $1 million payments made to uh, Hudson West by CF, uh, CEFC and a transfer of $1 million from Hudson West to Owasco. The money appearing going to, appearingly going to... Um, Hunter Biden for the purposes of representing Patrick Ho, a Chinese businessman who had helped the CEFC gain advantages through bribery. The receipts are just some of the, uh, the, re- the records that are undeniably showing strong links between Biden family and communist China, Chuck Grassley said. 
$100,000 transaction was dated August 4th, 2017. The $5 million transaction was dated August 8th, 2017. The other two payments were made on November 30th, 2017 and March 22nd, 2018, respectively. So, um, so yeah. Now, listen, many of us have thought from the beginning that this would be a one-term presidency when it comes to, to Joe Biden. First of all, he uh, when he was still campaigning and we thought this is ridiculous, this is ridiculous unless we're go- about to, to go through the, mo- uh, the most massive theft in history. This is just ridiculous that they would do this to this man. But even on the campaign trails, he said that he was going to be a transitory, a transition president, that he was only going to serve one term or something like that. Now, once it was clear that we were going to be made to live with this man for any period of time, at, uh, at least one term, how many out there really still believe that he's going to be there the full four years? I still I still w- uh, w- would put money on it that he's not going to be there for four years. The, the last year and a half felt has felt like eight. I mean, every time that he gets in front of a camera, it's it's a it's an arduous task to listen to him. So it's just all uh, I I just don't know what's going on there. But anyway, I assumed that it would be a health emergency. People say, oh, this is going to be uh, this this is how they're going to get Joe out. But they haven't replaced Kamala yet. She's even worse off than he is. And, uh, and, and what? I just don't know. I thought that it was always going to be a health emergency that, that sidelines Biden and brings someone else in. But something like this, like what we're looking at right now, if this is done properly, if this is prosecuted properly, would do damage to so many people beyond Hunter Biden, including the active president, the currently acting president. Um, still, I... I don't know. I mean, it would do damage to not only Hunter, it would be his father. It would do more damage to the media because of, you know, look at this. But then again, who knows? Who cares? Glenn Greenwald is trying to get people to care. I, I think that, that they really have bottomed out. They're, they're large, large corporate media organizations. They can pump out a lot of content. They have a lot of contacts. And they do they do a lot of work to, to really shift and mold the minds of still tens of millions of people. But they really are bottoming out as far as those uh, people who spend any time believing them. You know? But it would still do massive damage to the media. It would do damage to the FBI, especially if they, if they, because it has to come out that the FBI was on top of this, sat on top of this, this laptop since 2019, which is what make, makes that FBI guy's testimony in front of the Senate uh, or the uh, that House committee the other day Them not having the laptop? What are you talking about? We know you've had it since 2019. Where'd it go? And it hurts the whole entire bipartisan establishment. So I don't know why. I don't know why this is happening. I'm always curious to find out. Then again, they skated through the Maxwell trial. They skated right through the Maxwell trial, which should have been the biggest trial the last 250 years. Should have been. But um, anyway, if you have any theories on this, I'd love to take that in the uh, the second half of the show for certain um <clears throat> let me see here hold on going to make sure that i have everything ready darn it wait a second wait 
Here we have it. Okay. So um, our next speaker, building, um, our next speaker, speaking of buildups and breakdowns and breakthroughs, the last time that he was on the show, uh, Jeff Harmon was here talking about certain planetary and celestial alignments. All the alignments uh, of the sky, across the, the night sky that were about to open up or bring us to the threshold of a window for tremendous upheaval in the world. And then, of course, as I said before, February happened. So Jeff is a world-renowned astrologer with just about 50 years of experience under his belt. And he's back with us tonight to do a little bit of a progress report of what we did back in January. Jeff, you there? Yes, I am. How are you? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. It's great to have you back on. So, yeah, thanks for having me back. Is everything well in your life? Yep, it's good. Good. Oh, that's all that. Well, how much better can you ask for then? Good is great. In my book. There you go. <laughs> so, listen, the last time you were here, uh, we were standing at this uh, this chaotic window of, of time that you were saying is, is coming. And uh, right. beginning in February, wherein the stars and the planets, they were in a certain alignment that we hadn't seen since 1776 now we're nearly two months later and we've got this multifaceted proxy war in the east we've got a transhumanist world government summit going on in the west all against the backdrop of just the normal malaise of media confusion so before we get to future events please give we're me delusion yeah i know yeah. So, so give me in the audience a progress report of where we are and what you've been taking note of the last six weeks or so well you know i i think since we spoke a lot has happened. Obviously, Ukraine is huge, uh, but I think it's also what we're not hearing about Ukraine that's huge. And I, I also think there's a lot of things we're not hearing about in the mind control media as well that's going on, like I had said. Definitely, there is some very secret stuff going on at the top of the pyramid. We're not going to hear about it. This is a war going on between, just like you've been saying, you know, the transhumanism, New World Order boys versus the people who want to keep nationalism and actually maybe humanism. And uh, this is exactly the symbolism that's in the sky right now. The United States itself is going through something it's never gone through before. Not only a Pluto return, but it's having a Pluto return at the same time that it's going through Saturn's transit of its moon. Uh, that's known in Vedic astrology as Plain English on that is it's a time when karma comes to roost, to reap, and where the rubber starts hitting the road. And I, I would tell you, I think we're going to see some serious manifestations here over the next couple of months of this. And, and Hunter Biden's just one of them, but Joe Biden's another one, too. I was looking at his chart just before the show, and Joe, uh, Joe ain't looking too good here. I, I don't like what I'm seeing in his chart. Actually, maybe I do. But on the other hand, uh, he's not looking too spry here. This guy, you know, he's he's going on 80. He's, he's 79 years old, four months and nine days as we speak. And uh, the more I look at his chart, I've actually got it up on the screen right now. I don't know if you can see it, but uh, he's about ready to have Saturn go over his south node eclipse point. Now, you might say, well, what does that mean in plain English? That's not a good time for anybody at any age. And worse yet, he's also got... Uh, um, and another problem with K2, the south node over his uh, not-too-good planets here. So he also, for the first time in 16 years, moves into a really tough time this September. And uh, that's what I'm seeing here with the United States, is you're going to see a lot of shifts here 
between now and the first part of next year like we've never seen before ever so that's you, what the astrology says so you're, you're talking f- physical problems for joe biden is showing up in his chart yeah i mean the mental's clearly been evident well yeah, and, and the political the, uh, the political would have to be pretty evident as well there too because as i said in oh, the yeah. o- said in the opening there's no way to separate him from everything that hunter biden is getting in, in, investigated for Oh, I don't see it. I don't see it. And and now they're all backpedaling and covering their backs because they now know it's becoming manifest. Now that uh, Gates uh, admitted that it's evidence into Congress, I don't see how they can stop this. No. E- even as crooked as the legal system is, you know, I don't think they're going to be able to stop it. Well, how did you, because, because uh, uh, well, you know, I, I had brought it up before about um, how can you contain the damage of this for not only Joe and Hunter Biden, but the media, the FBI, everybody who really got together and, and worked on this. How do you... They're all complicit, yeah. Exactly. But how did you look at the, uh, you were talking about Epstein a little bit when we spoke in January. Uh, how do you look at the, yeah. the way that the, the Maxwell trial went down? I mentioned that in the opening there, too, as an example of how a, uh, a, a trial that should have brought down the known world the known world order was very myopically orchestrated and and and, and shoved out the back door you bet oh yeah well there you go there's the power of the propaganda machine of the media i mean they they clearly just let her go down and probably for a lot less than she probably should have and um there you go just keep everything out of the limelight um this is exactly you know the blue light special look over here folks and uh focus on this while we uh, blow smoke up your rear end. So that's that's the, that's the way it works, you know? I mean, Hollywood is a propaganda machine, so is the media. And uh, I think anyone who has an IQ above room temperature is pretty well aware of that one. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is where we're at right now. I mean, this is the deception. I, I've been saying for years, for years, everyone's been talking about the Mayan calendar and, you know, the end of the world. And I said, no, watch for 220 forward. This is exactly what's happened, precisely what's happened. We had COVID blown into our face. And of course, they didn't get the numbers they wanted. So now they're doing what they're doing with all the um, little jabs they're giving everyone. And uh, we'll see how that turns out. I hope better than we expect, because uh, that's not a very good scene either. And, um, you know, all of this is really a war going on at the top of the pyramid between your new one world order transhumanists and your nationalists. And um, I I think it's going to really be interesting to see how this plays out, because I think there's things going on above and underground, as well as maybe places uh, that are far where we can't see um, that are going to play this out. And I don't think we're going to hear about it on any of the mainstream news networks. Thank God for guys like you and other people on the Internet. You know, of course, they, they refer to us all as nuts when really we're probably people are actually saying some real truth but i i believe this is gonna be a year of years here i really do this next two years i was looking at the united states and clearly the united states this april you're going to start to see between april and july a a succession of shifts and events that are going to be very powerful a lot of people on the internet have been saying for the last two years a lot of things are going to happen and they haven't really happened they've been Thwarted, thwarted, thwarted. Don't be surprised if we start seeing a domino effect 
that happens where a lot of this truth really starts coming out. We have something that's going on that's very volatile right on the 4th of April. It's a Mars-Saturn conjunction. And, um, you know, everyone knows something was going on in Ukraine a little different than what they're telling us. And um, because Russia could have easily taken uh, that Kiev, uh, but they didn't. And what's going on there? You know, so again, we, we, um, we know they're definitely urinating down our backs and tell us, telling us it's raining. Yes. So I, I'm, I'm optimistic here that some very powerful things to happen at the top of the pyramid that are going to matriculate down into our ground level world on uh, in the everyday life and, well and let me let me see that. jump into that then uh jeff because uh, yeah it, it it is huge the last six weeks obviously it's become a focal point of uh, of everything the focal point has been that the eastern europe uh area out there but it has also triggered a number of other phases in the great reset uh, fa- financially uh, the de-dollarization of the world and, and a few other things that are oh, yeah. going on, these realignments. Um, huge, yeah, huge. So, look, look at Russia has gone on gold standard. China's moving in that direction, too, if they haven't already. Oh, yeah, there's stuff going on we're not hearing anything about. Well, that, about Russia, have you done the, have you done Russia, the Russian Federation's chart? I have not done the Russian Federation chart. What I do is I find the most reliable for me is interrogation astrology. Interrogation is literally asking a question. It, it is literally just posing a question. You can ask almost any type of question under the sun, like where's my cat, where's my dog? I do a lot of those every day when I do readings. And it literally is divinational. Uh, you cast an, a chart for the moment for whatever it is that's on your mind. And I've been doing, you know, I've had a lot of clients ask, you know, will this turn into World War Three? I keep getting no, which is positive and let's hope that that's true <laughs> let's hope that it manifests that way we don't need world war three i think they'd like world war three um I, I think uh there's gonna be uh, w- we'll see this this next couple of weeks here as mars conjoins saturn in the sidereal sign of capricorn that's very very powerful i think the financial whipsawing is going to keep going this year i think they want it to keep going i think they're going to push shortages um, I know for a fact that they're buying up farm, farmland like crazy and they're paying farmers to burn stuff. Hmm. It's insane. They're creating this. They're totally creating this. Yes. Yeah, no, no, it, we're, we're seeing all that. Um, and, of course, there's a lot of history behind uh, uh, forced and faked and uh, not so much fake for the people who are feeling it, but orchestrated energy crises in the past to be able to, to continue to l- let people living in some kind of uncertainty. But, you know, let me a- let me ask you something else there, too, because it, it just in general, a lot of questions I had. And I know that we're on a shorter schedule tonight, but so far, we're I, this is this is dynamite stuff. I asked this. Um, to anybody in your in your situation in your your profession, and um, it's the celestial alignments and how it correlates to events in human history. I'm interested in getting your take on what is it about planetary movement 
and that influences different types of human interaction or possible outcomes. Well, I mean, like what? Because we have, I, I've always heard my whole life, oh, Mercury's in retrograde. That's bad to forge forge new business deals when it's in retrograde, or or you're prone to miscommunication during retrograde. Don't do anything right, right. too, you know. I, the occult, we know, uh, we study the occult a lot. They pay specific attention to celestial movement to maximize effectiveness of their rituals. Um, on a little bit more of a layman's situation or a layman's level, I've had emergency room nurses tell me for years that all of their staffs are always bracing for craziness full on full moons. So what specifically yep, is generated? Exactly. What's generated by the arrangement of the night sky that can have these varied impacts on human behavior? Well, that's a, a really loaded question. I, I would tell you that uh, this goes right back to biblical and ancient historical documents. You know, science, left brain, you know, science will tell us, oh, it's gravity. No, gravity has nothing to do with this. The quantum physicists might be getting close when they start talking about torsional waves or etheric waves. I don't even think it's the magnetic spectrum. Uh, Nadi astrology, which is a very uh, dear friend to me in terms of astrology. Nadi, I don't know if you can see the screen here, but it's spelled. No, I don't. I don't. And okay, um, I don't know if my sharing's working, but uh, in any event, um, oh, and that's why because we're not sharing here. Let me put that on there now. Now There's you dog. can see. So yeah, not Nadi astrology is kind of a pop term, or Vedic astrology is Nadi astrology is as one of the older branches and to answer your question the um the vibration of the planets they're almost like tuning forks out there that are aligned with you say the spirit psyche and soul and you know if you start talking spirit psyche and soul to a hard scientist i know i used to teach a physics class at a college that's not in the physics books it's not there and it's not going to be any time real soon though quantum physics to their credit I used to speak at uh, IONS, which was Edgar Mitchell's Institute of Noetic Sciences. Um, they would get into this. And there is a lot of credence being paid to in the new sciences to looking at energies that are not in the hard sciences. And that's where this falls. If you can see here on the screen, there's this white etheric energy that travels from death to birth and, of course, on and on through the incarnations. Now, many of the religions will tell us, you know, you're all sinners and you're all going to hell. Um, but I think it's a little deeper than that. Uh, Earth appears to be a place that is really for purification and rectification and experience of the soul. That's my belief. And that's the tenets behind Nadi astrology. That's why I love studying it, because it really says we're spirit manifest. So when you, you know, to answer your question again, the planets are operating on a spiritual vibration that is far above any of the heart sciences categorical square boxes. You, you can't put it there. Um, I always say, forget Trinity, Neo and Morpheus. This might truly be the real matrix for the soul. It's, it's astounding how accurate it is like I get people all the time saying to me, well, how'd you know my dad was that way? Or my mom was that way? Or my dad wasn't around. You know, he left early. My parents got divorced at two or whatever, because it's in the chart. You know, it's it's in the chart. And it's it's amazing because astrology tends to make you think everything's faded. 
when it's really not, it's an interactive consciousness, in my opinion, and we do have free will, but that free will is very much like driving down a freeway. You're going to be subject to the traffic. You're going to be subject to the accidents or the, the free flowing uh, energy. So the road conditions, if you want to put it that way, um, that's kind of how I look at astrology. It, it's the road we're on in the journey of the soul. And we have a lot of free will. You can drive at 100 miles an hour. You can drive at 10 if you want, or you can pull over and park and you know, have, have a, uh, a drink of water. So, so as, it's it's like that. So as far as far as okay, you you were talking about. Uh, let's just go back to to January uh, again. You were previewing what was coming in February, and you were bringing us through these right. charts that had ne we had never seen these kind of celestial alignments since 1776. Well, no, my, not my, since 1776. It was actually since the 1800s. Okay. Well, then my, my then yeah. my, I guess my question. Well, would be, and you're right about that too. The, the Pluto return. You're exactly right. The Pluto return uh, is now on upon the United States, and that has not. Well, see, Pluto would have started where it was when the country was formed. That's like a birth chart. Now, because the country's turning 246 years old this July 4th, that's bringing in a Pluto return. See, Pluto has what we call a synodic cycle or an orbital cycle around the solar system of approximately 246 years. So that's why. And no one lives that long, so only a country could, right? Well, that's my that's my whole question here. Um, what yep. what uh, you were saying that uh, planets and stars and all they they come with certain types of frequencies. Obviously, we are very uh, uh, radio and magnetic frequency. They were very receptive to things like that, and uh, and obviously right. we can what we broadcast and receive can change based on what we are feeling and and uh, and really projecting out there into the universe. So I can under, I can see where you sure. can start talking about and, and, and kind of visualizing this connection between the sky and our surroundings and and the human brain and, and soul. But uh, what is it exactly about Pluto, Pluto coming overhead that would bring around warlike mentality? What is it? Well, well, Pluto's total either utter destruction and transformation. So that's kind of it's it's literally the the destruction and rebirth is what Pluto would rule. And a lot of people laugh at Pluto. They go, well, wait a minute. They, they just demeaned it. Now it's not a planet. And then, of course, they just put it back into being a planetoid. So Pluto has always, you know, Pluto has just been around for a short time. It wasn't known by the ancients. Um, uh, I, I believe it was in Vedic astrology. I really do. But because um, they do mention it, they just call them different names. But um, Pluto, in the modern sense, rules death, destruction, and rebirth. And that's the key right there. And you look at where this country's going right now. I mean, they're literally trying to destroy it. The question is, and this is why George Carlin, the comedian, was absolutely right. Forget the politicians. You have owners. They own this place at the top of the pyramid. Wilson handed over to him back in, uh, what was it, uh, 1916 or 1913, something like that. And every Federal Reserve chairman gets up and trumpets the 16th Amendment. We have the right to print your money. So, and Thomas Jefferson said, if anyone ever gets the power to print our money, they will be more dangerous than any standing army. And I'll bet he rolled over in his grave about a hundred and something years later when that happened, because that's where we're at. And I believe this war right now is going on between the globalists who want to get rid of three quarters of the human race and replace us with AI and or at least 
make us transhuman, where we have microchips uh, floating around in our veins and expanding uh, at every breath, um, and interacting with 5G, and God only knows what else they can do. So this is, you know, definitely a plan, and um, there's pretty overwhelming evidence that a, a lot of documents have leaked out about this. Um, I've been hearing all kinds of things for years. And uh, I, I would say the other thing is, is the people who do love their children, who do love this country and freedom uh, that humanity has a right to. And I think that's where the war is going on. And I think there's wars going on in very secret places right now. We don't hear anything about a oh, lot sure. of people are talking about explosions underground, uh, things rumbling, earthquakes, psychotronic weapons. There's a lot more going on than we're ever going to hear on the evening news. I'm sorry. I believe that. that that's happening right now, much more so than just the stuff in Ukraine. Yeah, I, I, I think I guess my whole thing there because everything I, 100%. I always assume that. I think most people do at this point. Every once in a while, we get a little bit, you know, a nice little gust of wind, and we get to peek a little bit behind the curtain flap that comes up, and we we see just a little glimpse of something that 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 confirms right. our uh, our suspicions. But I guess my my uh, the the question my my question I, was a little bit more along the lines of what is it about one planet or another that it, that is a harbinger of a, an, an evil outcome or a violent outcome or something a little bit more restorative and and positive or, or like where wh how do you even how does one even uh determine that determine right? that yeah. yeah well yes see that's the problem with understanding the symbolism of astrology and no one i really believe this is a divine science and you know, again, the, the tools that I have at my disposal and most astro astrologers have at their disposal today are phenomenal compared to where they used to be 30, 40 years ago. I mean, I was doing charts by hand then. Um, and so were the ancients. So you, you can't look at one planet in isolation. You have to look at the charts as a whole, just like each human being is an individual. See, this gets into uh, very ancient astrology that goes right back to the time of Noah. And before, it's literally in the Bible. They literally talk about these cycles. And the major cycles, believe it or not, are Saturn and Jupiter. They're called the Great Conjunctions, and they happen about every thousand years. But you can't just take one planet. You have to look at the entire, it's almost like a birth chart when those happen. The last Great Conjunction we had was in the early 1700s, which was the beginning of the Industrial Revolution. Mm. If you look back at history, for thousands of years, at least a couple thousand for sure we were running around on horses and you know grinding you know flour with stones now i mean we went from that to steam engines to electric power to to communications now we're into nanotechnology and artificial intelligence i mean the world has exploded in the last 240 years wait we just had what we call a 240 year mutation conjunction that i've been speaking about for years on when the winter solstice of 2020 2020 that was exactly well it'll be two years this this coming winter solstice so about a year and a half in so what's interesting is um it's it's quite 
powerful because this is ushering in a high-tech revolution unlike we have never seen. The question is going to be, is this technology going to be used to enslave humanity or serve humanity? Mm. And I think it's going to be a little bit of both because humans tend to be fear-based. If you look at the biggest businesses in the world, they're insurance companies, banks, and medical institutions, you know, fear of dying, fear of loss of money, fear of this, fear of that. So we're, we're very fear-based. And I think we give our power over to these systems. The key is going to be, again, not to talk politics, but if, if the human race gets involved enough to make sure we hold these clowns in the district of criminals, accountable and more importantly i think and this is where the real war might truly be going on is are we going to win the power for this country to run its own finances this has been run by a cabal of bankers at the top of the pyramid who are exceedingly powerful and extremely long uh, reaching in their in their global powers and their visions for the human race is not too positive from everything i can see and this is the United States is the linchpin on this i'm not saying that because we live here but it's true you lose the united states this whole world is going to turn into a very dark place. It holds the torch for so many, even though the United States has its blemishes and certainly been manipulated a lot by our politicians and people running it behind the scenes. But in general, this is still the best place on the planet that exemplifies human freedom for any race and any creed and any religion. And if they can break that, which they're trying to do, they're flooding the borders, they're just decimating the uh, infrastructure in the governorships, the elections, everything on and on and on. It's, it's just everywhere you look, they're tearing it down. Look at the crime. Look look at the, um, the way they're just encouraging criminals to to just i talk to police officers all the time and i have several that are clients and they tell me my god we catch them they're out they're out on the streets that night yeah that night without bail i mean this has never before happened and what i'm concerned about is some of the things that i think is going to happen this summer um they have not just been bringing people across their border and flying them around. I think they've been planting cells for civil unrest that could make 2020 look like child's play in 2019 with the, the, the riots that we saw. Um, hopefully that's not the case, but um, we're in interesting times. This is the, uh, again, I, I've been saying this for years, this is the time that they're going to pull out all stops and really try and drag this country down into the sewer and keep it there while giving you the illusion of freedom. And um, they're, again, buying up the farmland. They're, there's enough oil in South Dakota or in the two Dakotas to run this country for 100 years, from what I've heard. I've heard that. Just I, the Dakotas. And I've heard, I've heard double than that uh, toward, out, toward, out toward the west around the Colorado to Alaska area. That's what I mean. I'm just talking to Dakotas. Oh, th this country is so oil rich, and we're running around talking to Venezuela? I mean, come on. Well, let me ask you this, it's, because we only have a, we have a couple minutes left, and this has been so sure. good, I want to try to get a little bit more out of this. Um, but you do say that 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 what you have seen in all of your your work looking into the uh, the, the next couple of weeks and months is that mm -hmm. there is going yeah. to be some opportunities for tremendous um, uh, yep. sanitizing light, let's should say, sanitizing yes. light in, in One April. One of the most encouraging things that I'm seeing right now is the United States 
naughty astrology. Now, I know you got to forgive my chicken scratch here. This is my handwriting. But according to naughty astrology, this birthday of the United States, July 4th, you know, uh, 2022, we are going to have Saturn go over a very powerful air trine. Plus, transiting Saturn is going to go over the United States air trine at the same time, starting this April, starting this April. And isn't this interesting? We're seeing so much. I don't want to say too much here, but we're hearing a lot of states are coming forward with a lot of truth on things that have been suppressed over 50 times in the court systems. And I think you know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. Secondly, Secondly, this Hunter Biden thing, I think it's a ball of yarn and a Gordian knot that they're not going to be able to untie easy. All of this, the symbolism in the astrology. See, it, you, you said it best before, like, how can one planet show everything? It doesn't. You have to look at the entire picture. It's, it's, you have to look at all influences. It's kind of like, you know, looking at uh, uh, any situation. You have to look at all forces that are on something. And uh, I can tell you the United States... It looks encouraging to me as this year bears on, particularly in the latter part of this summer into the latter part of this year, because Jupiter, for the first time ever, will make a 12-year sojourn over the United States Mercury, which means we might actually start to see some real justice happen here that we haven't seen for quite a while. Mm. A lot of truth will get revealed. See, this is something strange called sarisate, and I know this is very hard to see on the screen here. Um, Saturn goes over the United States moon. Saturn acts like a capacitor in electricity. It's literally, if you look at the glyph of Saturn, it's the cross over the crescent of the moon. It literally... It, it rules karma. Here, I'll put up a diagram. You can see here, the cross over the crescent of the moon. And it operates just above what we would call normal human consciousness. See, this big, thick, dashed line is kind of the demarcation between our conscious minds and subconscious minds, if you will. A better metaphor might be this is the present personality, and this is much higher elements of the psyche and soul. So bottom line is Saturn on a country or in the world in general, rules structures. It rules how we, uh, the forces that, that everything's laid upon. It's kind of like the foundation of a building. So when that starts changing, and that's exactly what Pluto's going to be doing, returning to the United States three times this year. It just started, right? Pluto, it's interesting, uh, Putin invaded almost to the day that the Pluto returned happened on the United States, almost to the day. Yeah. Yeah, now the second return is coming back when? This July, you see? Plus, we have the birth chart of the United States happening, um, where that 30-year progression of Saturn comes over in naughty astrology over all those power planets. This is where the rubber starts hitting the road. It's been really stagnant. And right at the end of April, this month, coming right up, we have a, a series of shifts going on right now. See, for the first time in like a year and a half, two years, we've got Jupiter, we've got the moon's north and south nodes moving all into different signs in the sidereal zodiac, and particularly Saturn and Jupiter. Those are your two power planets. Jupiter is kind of the life breath force of the energy uh, upon all us souls. 
See, this is what I mean. You, your, your question earlier, you got to look at astrology different than left-brain Darwinian science. Oh, yeah. You I have know. to look at it from a spiritual perspective. See, Jupiter is the life-breath force of the soul. Now, isn't that interesting? Isn't Jupiter the largest planet in the solar system? In fact, some people said if it got too much bigger, it could actually ignite into a sun which who knows if that's true, but well, I mean, uh, it's certainly a big planet and it rules the breath on the souls. Well, Jupiter is going to move literally in the middle of April over the United States water trine, okay, by transit, by transit. And then later this year, we have this 12 year progression of Jupiter actually kicking over the top of that so what a lot of people have become very discouraged because you know we listen to the internet and we hear all these things that are supposed to be happening with the politics and the bad guys are supposed to get it and it hasn't been happening but i think we're about to see some hope at the 11th hour 58th minute i think it's about to happen i really do wow. I, my prediction would be as this year bears on, particularly uh, starting in, in the end of April, we break out what we call a Kalasarpa Yoga. That's a strange word for all the planets have been in between the moon's eclipse points. See, um, where the sun and the moon and the earth align, mm. those are called the nodes or the eclipse points. You see, the north node and the south node in Vedic astrology are known as Rahu and Ketu. They are very special and they rule longevity on this planet. That's why I think if we ever do get an access tip, we're going to see the longevity of life on this planet be altered. Well, well, Jeff, the phases I, of the moon are directly that, parallel. That would with. that would be a that would be a, a a crazy turn of events. And we've been talking a lot a lot about it here. You talk about longevity, human longevity. Maybe uh maybe we'll start seeing some people live past two hundred again. Who the hell knows? But I have well, so, they used to live longer than that. That's what uh, I hear. Read the Bible. They, I, they, in fact, that's not just in the Bible. I can show you documents in Chaldea and Egyptian references to where people had lived uh, many many hundreds of years. Well, that's what course, I want. That's what I want to talk about. With you in, a, in, a, in another show because I also wanted mm -hmm. to ask you the uh, questions about uh, not just things that could be tracked throughout hundreds of years or thousands mm -hmm. of years in the sky mm -hmm. but things that are a little bit more unpredictable like coronal mass ejections and things like that mm -hmm. but I mean uh, we can go on for hours now and yeah, that's deep stuff but but listen I, I will yeah. make sure that we get this on the uh, on the schedule because I want to talk about longevity of humans and I want to talk about thing other chaotic things about the universe that can throw uh, a, a monkey uh, uh, monkey wrench into the gears there but this has been this has been very very enlightening jeff can you please let everybody know about where uh where you're going to be making any appearances if you uh if you have any other media that you're doing that people can follow you or just where to track all of your work well, you know, I, I do shows like this. I'm really busy with clients. I really am. I have a lot of clients that I do electional work for. Uh, I do readings for. I do a lot of gemstones, a lot of location astrology. Location astrology is amazing. I mean, people love that stuff because everyone's, you know, worried about where to live. And you can see here on the screen, this is location astrology. You can literally see anywhere in the world to go live or, or be. And uh, it's amazing. And everyone's energy is different. It's specific to you. So I'm, I'm really busy with that. And as far as media, I'm starting to do a little bit more uh, coming up here on YouTube. And uh, I've been pushed to do a little more Instagram. So we'll be playing with that. But um, yeah, I'm just really busy. And um, I'm glad to be busy. I'm thankful. Good. I, I, 
I do enjoy helping people. But, um, you know, again, the readings, it, it's its a crazy time for everyone right now. I, I just think, you know, what we're going to see here is some real changes coming up. And it looks like it's going to be volatile, but it also looks like it's going to be positive. And I would be surprised if we do not see some real action here coming down uh, on the lower ranks, like the District of Criminals, which I like to refer to as Washington, D.C., okay. because I, I really believe that some stuff's going to hit the fan here pretty soon. Well, um, it's very hard to get those who are in power to prosecute themselves. It's but, been uh, all wretch. Other ways. It's been all wretch, no vomit, as they say, Jeff. So I think a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people, will be a lot, uh, a lot, uh, feel a lot better, no matter how tumultuous. If at least we can, we can uh, come, come to go. some sort of a conclusion. But thank you so much. Well, for we're not going to have a country if we don't. Oh, we, I know. We will not have well, a country. Uh, we, we, our society, Western civilization, is is currently being. Uh, literally, the walls of society are being attacked right now. And that's the nature of a Pluto return. We're literally having the society be threatened as the way it was. Uh, and they want chaos. They want the cities burning. They want shortages. <clears throat> and I think if some of these people, like you talk about, like Schwab and uh, Gates and, and so many others higher than them at the top of the pyramid get their way, um, there'll be a lot of people dying. And uh, we don't need that. No, we don't. No, we don't. And uh, thankfully, we have people like you to give us a, a couple of un sometimes unseen perspectives on on how things. Let's can hope shake it's out. right. Let's I, I think I think I'd I'd lay odds that things are going to start shifting here. Um, these node points, oh. you know, you were mentioning earlier. How does astrology work? It's very interesting. I didn't believe in astrology at all in the seventies. I really didn't. My mother said, you know, Jeffrey, you know, this girl's like this for you or that. And I said, come on. I said, these astrology doesn't work. You know, I, I was, you know, like gravity, how could gravity affect me from the planets? And she said, well, it's not working on gravity. And she said, before you knock it, check it out. And I did. I started really researching it and I was amazed. And then I started finding if you could rewrite history um, prior to the 1700s, which, by the way, was the last Jupiter-Saturn conjunction that ushered in the industrial left-brain revolution, which is good because it brought society some wonderful things. I don't know about you. I kind of like turning a faucet on and getting water as long as it's clean and, um, you know, versus carrying it from the river or pumping it out of the ground. So we've got so many wonderful modern things that we can thank the industrial revolution for, but we can also say it's dehumanized us and despiritualized us because as we move more and more into dependency of systems and society it's only when someone dies that we realize hey man we ain't taking any of this with us so as long as we can stay in this high-tech revolution of everything is going to be coming at us and we are going to see stuff like terminator here literally it's going to get like the jetsons and it's going to come at us faster than we think because the infrastructure is there i'd say 10 20 years you're going to see stuff that's going to blow your mind they're just suppressing it right now well it's and, uh, suppression can uh, only uh, yeah. only only so far with that jeff only so far but yeah. before it's slap it, it, whether we can see it coming or or nothing we can it's just like a slap it has the, to serve humanity right it has to well, serve humanity no no computer will do what you do and that is have an emotion a feeling and a desire i mean you could program a computer to look and act like it has feelings and emotions and all of that but it'll never have them even the lower uh, fields that they're claiming of consciousness 
just they did develop that's not connected to a soul and a spirit it's not you know and human humanity places far too much emphasis on lower level intellectualism not that it isn't valuable but we are spiritual beings having a physical experience and i don't think there's any astrology that demonstrates that more effectively than the vedic and the nadi and the ancient traditional astrology all, all the older astrologers were they looked at the planets as literally spiritual portals that angelic forces work through and i think that's a pretty good description now you figure out a frequency domain that angels and spirits work on let me know because it's not in physics i know i i've been around physics a little bit well we'll enough see to know that i haven't seen any categories on that one <laughs> well J jeff uh <laughs> yeah you never know you never know what we're going to be able to come face to face with soon but thankfully we have you to, to hang out with from time to time to add a little yeah, bit yeah. Uh, clarity there and thank you for th the time tonight i look forward to the next You're time because i already have a, a, a short list of things that we can we can talk for hours about but uh but you've been you've been uh, quite a gracious guest tonight and thanks again for all the time jeffharman.com i hope that people go and uh find you and and follow your work thank you jeff thank you so much you take care and keep doing your good work buddy absolutely have a good one there you go jeff Harmon. wow we the cosmic progress report Sounds interesting. Well, listen, uh, April 4th is just around the corner. It's next week. It is, uh, what, Monday? So around there, we'll see what's going on. Sounds like it could be an interesting July. And, I mean, something's got to give. Something's got to give. It's either total slavery or, uh, I don't know, we're, we're, we, we nudge the leaning tower of Pisa in the other way. Just a little bit, an inch a year, an inch a year. That would be wonderful. But uh, when we come back, we have open lines. We have super chats. I've got some things sent my way. I have some, I want to get into uh, a little bit more themes about the resettling of the world, especially financially. That ruble that was dead and um, everybody was dumping out their their uh, bottles of vodka, thinking we're going we're gonna to end Putin. Well, that's... That's not happening anymore. It only took a couple of days, too. So we're going to get to that and a few other things. There's more mystical things here, too. Remember, Baba Vanga was mentioned in the Daily Mail not too long ago, and that was after we talked about her on our prophecy night a couple of Thursdays past. And, um, and yeah, and I even have a little Rasputin that we forgot to put in that night. So I have extras to go to, but I think we should have a, a pretty decent evening together. Don't go anywhere. Become a sponsor of the show. Go to quitefrankly.tv and go to the sponsor section and see what, what works for you. What works for you? You can do everything at Quite Frankly TV, especially, um, I mean, we have spots for postcards, um, for pen pals, for all types of things. But there's merchandise. There's the forum. There's all these types of things out there. You can go and uh, sign up for the, for the, uh, what, the, the mailing list. We don't spam you with that. I've only sent out one email in like the two and a half years that we've been collecting emails. And that was when YouTube suspended me a few weeks ago. So you don't get frivolous emails or anything like that. And, uh, and I, I thank you all so much for watching. Having a wonderful time tonight. Hope you are too. We'll be right back. Welcome to Intermission. We'll, we'll be right back.
Quite frankly. 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 We all support quite frankly. Not quite. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. Quite frankly, in Roma, Italia. Quite frankly, you going on Frank's show tonight? I really like you. You're very smart. So everybody watch. Quite frankly. With Frank. Quite frankly. How dare you? All right. I saw somebody in the um, saw somebody in the Rumble chat say Nancy Pelosi. Uh, no way she dumped out her vodka. Yeah. Oh, I have to drink this all tonight. I guess. Stand with Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Bottoms up. Mm-hmm. I can I can just see it. And she washes it. Washes the vodka down with her gourmet ice cream. Imported from like Nepal or something like that. Albert Frederick says, "Still think this is real life, Frank?" Asking for a friend, Albert. Just if you just come out with it. Come out with it, Albert. What are you saying? I guess this is not real life. All right, let's go over to the uh, pilled. Seems like it's working over there on Pilled again. I uh, hope that... I don't know how everybody is doing with the buffering. Uh, we are not on Odyssey. We are not on CloudHub tonight. If I was going to cut anything after that, it would be cutting the Telegram. Because there's only... A few, let me see how many people are watching on Telegram right now. I think I can see that. Hold on. Five viewers on Telegram. Now, obviously, I want to have everybody out there watching as much as they can from wherever they can. But... If there's buffering, I'll I'll get rid of Telegram for a little while and see how that works and the next time we're live, tomorrow night perhaps. But uh, let's go to the gold pills over there on quitefrankly.tv, which is the built-in super chatting out there, ladies and gentlemen. EO says, happy early birthday, Frank. And FYI, Sunday is Zoso's birthday as well. Zoso, happy birthday, man. April 3rd, huh? I did not know that. I did not know, or if I did, I didn't remember. I think I should be able to remember it now. Dark Horse says, good luck, Frank. You're going to do great. 
Thank you. That was very nice. Sherry of Pittsburgh, thank you. Cozy Bear says, may your birthday be cozy and bright. Thank you, Cozy. Castle Drummer, what's up? Pam D, what's up? Jim Jim says, happy birthday, buddy. Hope you get your Irish coffee. It shouldn't be too hard. You know, it, the, the, the whole trick is finding a place that tops it with a really, really nice whipped cream. Sometimes the whipped cream is just, and I, I want, I want a whipped cream on top this time. But you know, Irish call you can spike it all you want. If I go, put whipped cream on top of it, probably make fun of me. But I like that every once in a while, especially when it's cold outside. A little extra sweetness. But, um, but yeah, I had coffee. Me and Lauren, it was really, it was really nice. The, the uh, last Saturday, we were sitting around. We just got home from from dinner. We put the baby in bed, and it was around 8:20 p.m. And uh, I was like, you know, I said, you want to go out and get some get some dessert? So we uh, we got my mother to watch the baby, and we just got out and just got some dessert at this place. And I got a coffee. I said, I ordered a coffee with amaretto, and uh, that was nice. Didn't eat any whipped cream with that. Just a little something. Little tiny something. I wore my nipple shirt that night. It, it was a a shirt that really accentuated the nipples. You know, you go out for de- to dessert. I just figure that that would be appropriate to really get something that brings that nipple cleavage up into it. Just a little the peaking over the top of a very, very low-cut shirt so you see the top of the areola. <laughs> Oh, that was for D-Live, especially. Those freaks. Here is a little bit more. Uh, Mike Montana says, we all knew it was real. Exactly. Paul Thaddeus, what's going on there, Paul? Country Girl, nice to see y'all here. Good to see you too. J2 Dank, thank you. Country Girl again. Philly 369 Garden, the Cookie Monster looks hungry. Or hangry. Canoe Tripper, Canoe Tripper. Says Canoe's getting cluttered. Time to toss out some pills. Thank you so much, Canoe. It's wonderful to have you guys there. I got a wonderful little uh, uh, birthday wish from Matt from Pilled not too long ago. Earlier this uh, this afternoon. Thank you, Matt. Has the head honcho pilled? If you guys are in the pilled chat room, you see Matt seventeen seventy six in there. Talk to him; he's a great guy, very accessible. Seal Blanche says nobody likes my lynch them all. Well, that's not something you want to scream in public these days. And by the way, it's illegal now. It's illegal. You cannot. You you can kill somebody by firing squad in South Carolina, but it's against the law to hang them. Would that be a lynching? Or is a lynching just supposedly an extrajudicial thing? I I don't know. I think that it counts. I think that it counts. Okay. 
Here's a little something from Karen. Karen says, now this is about last night we were talking about the the wheel. I asked about the wheelchair. I said, well, you know, people were saying, well, what about Madison Cawthorn's wheelchair? What was he going to do at an orgy? Um, how would this even work? Does he function? Whatever. Because, you know, that's what the internet, some people on the internet were asking. Um, whatever. But I got this email from Karen. Karen said, Frank, believe me, they could be invited and participate. I used to work for Easter... Uh, I used to work for a uh, a place, which is pretty much like a, a recreation center. And I was a coordinator. And I walked in on a few, a few wheelchair-bound people having an orgy. I have to admit, I was still a little... I, I am still a little shocked. Now, I... I have not gotten any clarity on this so far, but I need to know more, obviously. First of all, what does that even look like? Are, are they all still in their chairs? Are they just docking with each other? What's going on here? Did they flop out of the chairs and arrange themselves on the floor in some way? I need to know more about this. What does that even look like? I also would like to call some attention to... Um, the new you guys and gals are going to have to name this lava lamp Nikki I guess Nikki will be on top of this one um, this is a new lava lamp as you can see because the wax is moving this one has a I'm not going to get rid of this one because this one is uh, I'm, I'm going to replace it but I'm not going to throw it out or anything because this is the one that I revealed Aurora's gender on air so since this was the winner and this was actually the gender Lava lamp. I can't get rid of this. Ultimately, I will. I'll find a place for it. But this one is new. It's got the purplish, bluish liquid. With you can't really see it on the screen. I can see it right now. You can't really see it, but it's pink wax. It is really rather impressive. I love the the pink wax and the blue fluid. It's it's great. The next one over here, I think, is uh, it's it's a it's a purple fluid with yellow or I forgot what else is coming in so uh, this will be in the next couple of weeks that one came early as they all do but um, I just wanted to bring that to your attention the lava lamps are being replaced I have some other things going on in here too I just got a new pair of headphones for the couch because there's two guest uh, headphone jacks over there but only one headphone set a pair of headphones so little things around the the office here all right. On to the ruble real quick, ladies and gentlemen. It's 8.23, then I'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back and we'll just do some mystical things and take your call, your calls on anything you had for the evening. There's plenty to be said. But take a listen to this over here. We are talking about cosmic shifts of the planet, and there's uh, that's multifaceted. Militarily, financially, in a, uh, a genetic a genetic transformation that's going on right now. But here you go, a headline from Zero Hedge, Putin signs degree, or decree ordering gas exports to be halted if buyers don't pay in rubles. Contrary to expectations that Vladimir Putin was bluffing about collecting rubles in exchange for Russian energy exports, moments ago a decree signed by Russian president confirmed that it was not the case. According to Bloomberg, Putin said that he had signed a decree demanding payment in rubles for Russian gas supplies, which is set to begin in April 1st. 
as previously reported, according to the decree, while Russia will continue to supply gas at set volumes and prices, it will demand that buyers of gas open accounts in Russian banks and warn that Moscow can halt gas contracts if buyers don't pay in rubles. Additionally, new proceedings in Euro or USD could be blocked. Wow. <laughs> Pushing what many viewed as a bluff to the edge, Putin said that the active contracts will be halted if demands are not met and explained that the move is meant to increase settlements in national currencies. Putin's decrees follow an earlier report in the Russian press that Gazprom was studying options of halting gas supplies to Europe and ruble payments issues. Also follows comments from the Kremlin, which suggests that it would look into the idea from lawmakers to ask other nations to pay for a wider range of Russian exports in rubles as well. So, um, that all led, I, I guess, to what appears to be the ruble having, I don't know, it, it, like it completed, it's back to pre-invasion levels. Especially now that it looks like Western powers are going to have to purchase rubles to be able to continue to get the, the energy exports or the imports for them that they were never, they, they never stopped in many respects. And Mike Shedlock, I have to read a little bit of this to the two. Mike Shedlock wrote a great article on mishtalk.com about the sudden recovery of this supposedly decimated Russian ruble. I have some experts, uh, excerpts here, starting with this short timeline of events. This is what he put on out there. When Russia invaded Ukraine on February 24th, it took 84 rubles to buy one U.S. dollar. On March 7th, it took 131.2 rubles to buy one U.S. dollar. That's a 36% decline in the ruble versus the U.S. dollar. The ruble is now, now, back to where it was where it started on February 24th, okay? On March 26th, Biden said, or whoever runs his Twitter account, said that the ruble has, uh, the ruble redu has been reduced to rubble because of the sanctions. Well, it took just three days since March 26th from that tweet for the ruble to regain all of its losses. And why is that? Why is that? Mike Shedlock endeavors to answer. It took another three days. In three simple words, in three words, sanctions don't work, Shedlock says. Here are some examples. Parallel credit card system, the payment systems. The Wall Street Journal reports Russia built parallel payment systems that escaped Western sanctions. You see, Russia is doing, is doing to the West what we as individuals who are, are inside of the West have to try to do to save ourselves from the woke uh, banking clan, the, the the woke social media, First Amendment clan, all that stuff, the gabs that pop up, um, you know, Subscribestar, all these other payment processors, uh, Foxhole creating creating uh, its own internal system of of uh, of supporting new media through gold pills, things like that. It's uh. It's really amazing to see what Ru Russia has to do that as a nation, whereas we have had to do it as individuals. But according to 2014, uh, let me see. Oh, wait, that, so that's it. 
they escaped Western sanctions. Visa and MasterCard pulled the plug on Russia's credit cards. But following the 2014 war in which Visa and MasterCard did the same, Russia took measures to not let that happen again. Instead, Putin implemented a national payment card system known by its Russian initials NSPK. Visa and MasterCard card went along with it. In 2015, Russia then forced the use of uh, uh, was it MI of cards based on NSPK. Those cards do not use the U.S. payment system. One irony is that instead of Visa and MasterCard getting the fees. Russia's central bank actually collected 8.2 billion rubles in net profit, or about $94 million at current exchange rates. So Russia actually profited from the Visa and MasterCard sanctions. Okay? Which is how we could all profit, too, from, from new parallel economies out there, new ways of paying for things, and new ways of supplying things that people want, whether it be... Uh, uh, shirts, whether it be survival foods, whether whether it be new, uh, if you're a coffee farmer, if you are a a teacher and want to do online tutoring and homeschooling uh, virtually or whatever the hell it is, it, you are a personal trainer. You are you do tai chi, kung fu like Rob, and is now you know brought it into a a new digital realm. I mean, whatever the hell it is, if you're in new media and you're creating broadcasts like these. I mean, th this is a tremendous time. It could be a tremendous time for 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 to, to profit off of good ideas and a um, a disaffected consumer base that is really tired of being hated by those who provide them services and can now go out and actually treat one on one with people, with service providers and and uh, whatever that they actually like and they want to support and they feel like there's a mutual exchange there. It's tremendous. Well, same thing happens, of course, on a national level. Only a nation that goes and makes investments in themselves to make them anti-woke and all that other shit uh, can go out there and, and make billions of their own currency or 94 million USD by making sure that everybody in the nation is dealing with payment processors that they are that are friendly to them. Therefore, whenever they are canceled by the West. It doesn't matter. It actually works out to their favor. Here's some other factors. Uh, the price of oil and nat natural gas. This is why sanctions don't work. We're continuing down. The price of oil and natural gas soared after the invasion. The U.S. banned Russian oil. That influenced the price, but trading never totally stopped. In instead, Russia traded oil to China for a discount. But still, even though it was discounted, it was at a higher price than the pre-war price. Which, of course, leads us to the most obvious problem with the whole thing is that you're just driving Russia and China closer together. And India, you're talking about the, the, the major economies, two out of the top three major economies in the world. So um, other factors here. The list of U.S. companies still doing business in Russia is huge. We hear about meaningless reactions, but... You know, meaningless, like everybody dumping out their, their vodka. Countries like France would not go along at all. French President Emmanuel Macron uh, said straight out, we are not at war with Russia. Then there's the instance of McDonald's closing 847 restaurants in Russia. And the Russian government took them over and just renamed them Uncle Vanya. They renamed them Uncle Vanya restaurants. 
So Russia just pretty much seized 847 McDonald's restaurants. Uh, who, who do you think that hurt? Who do you think that hurt? <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so stupid. So then, um, then let me let me, uh, let me make sure I, I get his name because I want to keep crediting him for the work. Michael Shedlock of Mishtalk.com very uh, concisely put together eight reasons the ruble rebounded. Number one, Russia escaped Visa and MasterCard. Number two, Russia still trades oil and gas with Europe. Number three, Russia halted currency trades. Number four, Russia enacted stock market restrictions. Five, of Russian, Russian exports, Russia demanded 80% of euros and dollars to be traded for rubles. Number six, Russia threatens to stop exporting key commodities, including aluminum, natural gas, fertilizer, rare earth minerals, etc., driving up prices and the need to stockpile. Number seven, sanctions cannot take away Russia's natural resources. And number eight, the contrary to that, the Fed can print dollars, which have no intrinsic value outside of faith, which, which even then gets watered away by inflation. They can print dollars, but it cannot print commodities. So, um, while that goes on, ladies and gentlemen, while that goes on, um, we have our millionaires over here in the United States getting into slap fights on television. And Congress is debating whether or not they should give gas stimulus checks to people instead of letting American companies flood the world market with a, a, a glut of energy resources that we have over here that they are locking up to make us feel the pain. Always here to make us feel the pain. And then in other parts of the world, you have transhumanists that are gathering in the Middle East to discuss digital money and brain chips and social theory and all that other stuff. But boy... Boy, I'll tell you one thing. If Putin is controlled opposition, like some of you out there believe, and I'm not judging you for it, you, um, I, I'm not judging at all. We're, everybody reads the tea leaves, and some of you make great valid points. But if he is controlled opposition, he got the best deal out of every controlled... I mean, you think about uh, Trump, everybody who believes that he's controlled opposition and that he is a puppet. What a horrible deal he got. What a horrible deal. He, he, he was able to connect with a lot of people. Yeah, he was able to wake a lot of uh, people up, get them curious, put on some great rallies. But he was abused by the bureaucratic state. Abused. Abused by the media. His family abused mercilessly. That, uh, his brand damaged irreparably for, for many people. So, I mean, that was... Uh, I still don't know what, what the payoff is if he took a deal. But Putin, holy hell, what a deal that was if he got one. He gets to make his country more independent, objectively more independent than ever before, in, especially just with the way that, uh, that they are so debt-free and they're stabilizing their, their currency. And, um, and their chief political, geopolitical rivals are committing suicide. That's one hell of an opposition uh, a deal. Hey, you just take care of Russia out there, and all of your 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 biggest geopolitical rivals are going to commit suicide right in front of you. So, I mean, I I read articles like these, and I think about those morons. Some of you may be related to them, 
who were pouring out Russian vodka into American sewers, these blue-pilled liquor store owners who, who were just pissing away profits, thinking they were going to change anything, and the soccer moms, God knows how many, how many soccer moms out there who denied themselves a nice, enjoyable martini. And, and why? Why? I, I could just hear that. S- some lush woman in the year 2055 at a cocktail lounge somewhere. Vodka martini, please, but Grey Goose only. I haven't drank Russian since they invaded Ukraine for no reason in 2022. That was 33 years ago. I can just hear it. No, haven't drank Russian since 2022. Bitch. These are the these are the these are the same people, mind you, who think that those who go to like college football games and paint their faces are nuts. But but meanwhile, they do everything the television tells them. All right, they flush their vodka down the toilet. They tattoo their asses blue and yellow because Brian Stelter told them. What are we gonna do? Well, when we come back, we'll take your calls and we'll just do a little bit of mystical stuff. It's 837. Still plenty of time to chill. Don't go anywhere, ladies and gents. Be right back. the computer get on you. It's cool. It's cool to use the computer. Don't let the computer use you. You all saw the matrix. There's a war going on, the battlefields in the mind. And the prize is the soul. So let's be careful. Red, it, red, it, red it, get it, ah! Never to quite frankly, the TV. 
click on the Reddit logo, join us, engage in discussion topics, share your favorite clips, watch your favorite clips. You don't have a Reddit? Well, get signed up. For all them juicy deets, visit quitefrankly.tv. Something in my heart. All right, ladies and gents, it's 8.40 p.m. We have 20 minutes left. 20 minutes left, and here's what I'm going to do. I am going to... I'm going to open up the lines, and while I do that, I'm just going to throw a few things out there onto the table. The first one was this. The first one is this. You remember, we talked about her, among others. We did Fatima, we did Edgar Cayce, Baba Vanga. Um, this is from Daily Mail a few days ago. Blind psychic, Baba Vanga, who is known as the Nostradamus of the Balkans and correctly predicted 9-11, claims Russian President Vladimir Putin will become Lord of the World. Psychic Baba Vanga, who died 25 years ago at age 840. 840. 84. You know... No, I mean, well, we could live to 840 years. Jeff Harmon's going to come on and talk about that one day. I can't wait to uh, to go. I can't wait to invite you all to my 712th birthday party. <laughs> you're all you're all invited. Um, let's see. Uh, okay, he said Russia was to dominate the world. In an interview with writer Valentin Sidorov in 1979, she said, All will thaw as if ice. Only one remained untouched, and that's Vladimir's glory. The Nostradamus of the Balkans is believed to have predicted COVID pandemic as well. Now, we've, we've talked about her in the past. I, uh, I sent this to a, a friend of mine who knew people who knew her. Very worldly man. And uh, anytime that she pops up and other figures like her, I always send some stuff his way to be able to, to, to get some stuff back, some insights back. And he wrote this back to me when I sent him this article. He said, Frank, it should be noted that Baba Vanga, uh, Lord of the World, does not mean the globalist or satanic agenda. She described a moral uh, role model, uh, a uh, not a world dictatorship, a Christian role model and not any kind of dictatorship. Uh, Russia would be a pure Christian civilization of law and order, prosperous, and would not try to mingle with other cultures and religions, just let them be, not convert the world to the Orthodox Church. So, um, who knows? I, I, don't, I don't know uh, Putin's soul, and I'm sure a lot of people would laugh out loud to say that he's that anybody who could have spent considerable amount of time in the KGB could be a moral Christian man, or whether or not uh, his his spirit spiritual life isn't just a front. I mean, after all, he is a spy. I'm not getting into that. I'm just getting into what has been said by mystics of the past, and of course, we are walking into some pretty. Uh, prophetic times, walking through some pretty prophetic times. So why not put it on to the record? I have a little bit here from Rasputin that I did not know that I'll read in just a moment. Let's take some calls first. Mountain Man, you're on the air. Who's this? I mean, Mountain Man. Hey. Hey, Frank. How you doing? Yeah, 
I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing all right. So what what has uh, struck a chord with you tonight? Go ahead. Well, there's a couple of things, but uh, uh, it started a couple of days ago. Uh, I'd ask uh, Mr. Harmon uh, how the older calendars that divide things on up in the 28 days into 13 sort of uh, divisions plus one extra day would, would influence uh, uh, sort of his uh, sort of analysis. When he's looking on into the sky, uh, and he's making those paths of, hey, it's traveling across the U.S. Is the path of the stars following any sort of pattern that you can see in the sky that is interesting? In other words, uh, Polaris, uh, you know, that center sort of pinhole of the star map of stuff on how things kind of rotate. Mm. Now, now you had mentioned uh, a couple of days ago and throughout the gauntlet for Albert, Flat Earther, and I, I want to share 30 seconds of something that will be a truth bomb mind bomb uh, on, on, on a level that I think disproves heliocentrism. And for most of the flat Earth present and all the flat, flat Earth presentations that I've seen, it'll blow that up as well. However, I still believe in flat Earth for all that I know. May I share that 30 seconds with you? Uh, it's just something you have prepared or it's a piece of media? No, it's just uh, me talking. Something okay, you can experience. So, so you said so you said you're about to blow our minds as it pertains to heliocentric uh, thought and also disproving spherical Earth or flat Earth. What are you saying? It disproves heliocentrism. That's number one. Okay. Number two, in all the flat Earth models, they they draw the sun going around in the Tropic of Cancer to Tropic of Capricorn, depending upon the season. Right. This explains the season, is what they say. Going to blow that away, too. I still believe in the flat Earth, but not in that particular model. It's not discussed anywhere. So this will be something unique that, uh, from a logic truth bomb, boom. Okay, give us the 30 seconds. Uh, all right. So uh, in our particular case, we... Uh, we, we think that we uh, float around the sun uh, sort of deal. Uh, on two specific days, uh, this is winter solstice and summer solstice, uh, we can actually watch the sun rise directly in the east, go directly overhead of us, and set directly in the west. I picked these two days so you don't uh, confuse the angle, right? Directly in the east, directly in the west. Picture yourself on the globe of stuff like that, however you want. Uh, we're going to go ahead and talk about that. Now, there are certain things in uh, that are archaeological. Mountain Man, this uh, is a lot longer than 30 seconds. I need it real quick. Sorry. because yeah. Georgia Guidestones. You can look at the slit on this day, see the sun on in there. That proves that it's going directly in a line, directly on overhead. You're in New York. Hey, man, you're looking at the sun rising east. Wow, perfectly going over your head. Hey, dude, down in the Georgia Guidestones to the south, depending upon the earth that you look at, they, too, are also looking perfectly in the east. Wait a minute. Are you looking at the sun that the New Yorkers looking at perfectly to the east? Because I'd have to look some sort of angle to the north, not directly east from where I am down at the Georgia Guidestones. This also happens down in Peru, down at the Inca, at the Mayan sort of things. There, there are different places that in longitude that you can experience that same sort of deal. So which sun do you worship? The one that you're looking at perfectly east? Draw that on out from the, the circle the, of the globe or okay, whatever. Okay, Mountain Man, I, I've lost, I'm, so, I'm I'm really sorry. Do you have this in a, okay. like a block? Yeah, no worries. No, 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 put, you listen, no, put, it, no. put it in a block, put it in a, it sounds like you have it written down. So write oh, yeah. it, send it to me, 
and and maybe perhaps I can get it out on the Telegram or on the Reddit, and we can get it out there so people can comment on it and look through it. It's just I I just don't know even how to react to any of it, and it's almost a five minute call now, so. I apologize. No, 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 no. The other one, the holes in the center, goes up directly in the line. I get you. If you uh, I'll talk about flat earth. One second. Uh, it's I, going in a circle. I, I got to go, Mountain Man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That that was... I'm trying to say... I'm just... I'm trying to help you out at, at that point. I'm, I'm, I'm trying... I'm sorry to add that kind of pressure to him too, as well, because then it had to, had to get to a point, and I don't know. We'll get it up on the Reddit, and everybody will be able to... Uh, to comment on it, but we have to we have to move on. Fester, what's going on? Hey Frank, how's it going? Hey, it's going well. So, what's on your mind? Oh, that last call just kind of blew me away. So, listen, me I too. know you're going to have Judge Joe Brown on next week. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. One question I want to, if I could ask you, maybe ask Ken, is Joe Biden signed that anti-lynching law yesterday and. As a judge, how would he interpret that law? Because it's like, you know, we've got more black-on-black -black crime, yet they want to go after a, a law that, I, look, if it's murder, it's murder. I don't know. Lynching seems more of a slang type of thing. So, well, but, uh, I, I'm well, glad you're going to have... Go ahead. No, I, I, I understand what you're saying there, Fester, but it's, uh, I mean, it's an anti-lynching law. They, they aren't saying, I mean, they say it'd be a federal hate crime. So is, is there something in the bill that says that it is a federal hate crime to for a white person to lynch a black person? Is it a federal hate crime? Or is it a federal hate crime when anybody lynches anybody, even if they're the same color? Because then it's just, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't understand. Is it it's going to carry the weight of a federal hate crime on top of the fact that it is already murder or attempted murder. So I, I, is there any language that this, that makes that distinction? Because what the, I mean, then, I mean, it could, it, by their own standards and thank you for the call by their own standards, a, a white guy going after a black man or vice versa with some kind of racial animus, they want to kill them because they are the race that they are. Then wouldn't that be a quote-unquote hate crime, whether they used a, a, a baseball bat or a knife or a French tickler or, or something? What does the, what, what, it's, just, it's all about these ninnies in Congress focusing in on the imagery and the symbolism of the noose. It's all about the message. Of course it's ridiculous to say we're making murder illegaler. It's ridiculous. Uh, but, um, okay, let's take another call. Jim from Maine. What's going on, Jim? Hey, Frank. How are we doing? I'm, I'm doing well. It's great to hear from you. So what's on your mind? I'm, there's, I'm sure there's a few things you can comment on. Oh, yeah, there's a few things. Uh, but I, first I wanted to just... Uh, check in with you. Did you say you're playing your first gig since 2019? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it's been all closed. I know. Yeah, that's that's nuts when you think about that. Because I, I went out a couple of weeks ago. I, I was telling you about that, and and the band. It was their first gig, you know, since it all started. And man, they were so juiced and ready to go. They were so fired up and, and excited to play. And it, they put on a tremendous show, man. And the one thing that was insane, Frank, watching this live music again, 
it was like nothing ever happens. Mm. The, the place was absolutely packed. Um, there was not a mask in sight. And you know what it's like at a live live show. People are close. Yeah. Because, you know, music loud. And you would have sworn nothing ever happened. That sounds great. It was, it was, it was surreal. You're going to love it, man. And I know you must be thrilled. So... Oh yeah, I, I, it's just gonna be it's gonna be incredible to, to 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 let it loose again. I can't wait to start the band practices. I haven't even seen, the guys haven't even been by that that much over the last month and a half because of several phases of things going on in this area. But uh, it's just gonna be good to be practicing in earnest again and then letting it loose. So we'll see. And, and here's a big thing, Jim. I'm hoping that this opens up the door because the venue that we're going to be at is a really awesome venue. It's attached to a really historic, bigger concert venue. And, um, and I, and we know people there. And since they're, they look a lot more loose and ready to do business with anybody. I'm thinking, and I told the guys, I would love to do a once a quarter concert out there where we bring in a couple of bands, we headline, and I will make sure that the entire streaming apparatus that we had in the other room when me and the band would perform for you guys on the internet during the lockdown and all that stuff, I would yeah, make yeah. sure that we can bring that apparatus to the venue so that it could become a live streamed event as well as an in-person event over here in the uh, in the tri-state area. So I, I hope that comes through because that would be great to put together four shows a year from that venue and have it be live streamed. Yeah, would that be something if you could move forward with that? Yeah. That would be tremendous. But yeah, good luck with the show anyway. And I, you know, I know you're going to really enjoy it. But uh, just briefly, I wanted you mentioned uh, Hunter Biden's laptop, and uh, I was you know, talking with my brother today, and it's a head scratcher because we do know that the papers that are talking about it now, you know, held it back. We know it was deliberately held back to accomplish one part of it was to get uh, Joe Biden in office, and they succeeded there. So. When you have these shill mouthpieces for, you know, basically controlled by the CIA releasing this stuff now, the question is, why now? You could, you, you could not say anything. Mm. Why all of a sudden do you need to release it and have people now begin to focus on it? Not that the majority of the country is even aware of it, but why put it back where it can get any spotlight on? And so my brother and I were talking today, and the only place we could really land on, and it's a possibility, is, Maybe they're preempting something. Maybe maybe there's a foreign actor that already has the dirt on him and is saying, like, for example, China. Let's just use them as an example. And, you know, he's in the bag with China anyway. And they're saying, hey, remember, you know, maybe it's behind the channels. You know, lay off of Taiwan. You know, or else maybe we'll start putting little signals out there. Like, you know, who knows the stuff they have on Biden? You don't know. So maybe they're trying to come out with something, like maybe – prep people for it, and then when something really heavy comes out, they can say, oh, it's from a foreign actor, it's fake, this is all that's there. We, we already released it to you. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Hey, these, so, these are the types of questions, Jim, that I think that everybody needs to be asking right now because the, uh, we know that if the the media would would have it their way, they, they, could continue, they would continue to deny that there is even a story here. So the fact that they have they are acting and acting in such um, in pronounced ways in concert with each other, uh, it, it it must whatever it is whatever the move is it must be big. It has to be, and they're wow. confirming. Oh, this is confirmed. These 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 papers are confirming it now, right? They have the audacity 
to, to, to confirm these uh, what what they're finding when when they've had it for you know uh, basically for two years, and and all it takes is a little bit of scrutiny of the laptop, and you know you, you were talking about it earlier. You can bring you can bring a lot of people down with that. I mean, all it takes is a little bit of looking into. You know, one partner that I was not aware. I don't know how I forgot about this, or I just never heard of it, but. Uh, the group, the Thornton group, that connected Rosemont Seneca and 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 the Bidens to their China contacts. Yeah, <laughs> their third partner was Jamie Bulger. You freaking believe that? Yeah, for, for, of the Bulger Jamie family. Jamie Bulger of of the Whitey. Yes, Whitey Bulger was his uncle. Wow. So, is that incredible? It's like when the FBI hears Bulger's name, they run around the room and hide under their desks. Because, you know, if people know the story of Whitey Bulger, the FBI were running cover for him because he was giving them information on other mob families, and he had carte blanche in yeah. Boston. Yeah. And so, yeah, so Jamie Bulger was also a third partner with, with the Bidens. It's incredible. But well, um, always good. how it's all going to play out, Frank. Yeah, I know. But I, I, what I do know is that as it plays out, we're, we're all going to have a great time watching it in, in – uh, and talking about it together, so there's there's that. We got to got to keep our expectations manageable and uh, and positive and proactive, and that's what I look forward to. I look forward to uh, not being silent about what I think about things going on, and I know you guys at, and gals at home won't either. Thanks again for the call, Jim. Hey, no problem, Frank. Have a good night. All right, be well. There you go. There you have it. All right, I have a. It's eight fifty seven. So there's one more thing I'd like to do. I, I'm going to do some angelic stories, maybe, I don't know, maybe tomorrow. I was going to think tomorrow, but Tony Black and my mom will be in tomorrow. It will be a short show because we've got band practice afterwards. But still, I have more angelic encounters that you guys submitted on that thread that are wonderful. We are not done with that yet. We are not. Uh, we haven't even done the wow. doppelgangers thing, and I want to talk about that soon. I'm going to pair that up with alien hybrid program talk because Dr. Uh, uh, what is it, Dr. Jacobs, David Jacobs? I forgot, Jacob, either way. he was He's back in the, the news talking about his hybrid. He's being, you know, he's being made to look like a fool, and many of you probably think he is too. But I've always enjoyed listening to him, especially all of his time that he spent on Art Bell. He did multiple uh, episodes on Midnight in the Desert about hubrids, he calls them, human hybrids. Alien hybrids, you'd never even know that they were alien. So I wanted to talk about that, maybe a little bit of clones, a little bit of doppelgangers. Your doppelganger experiences, you can still put those into that thread. That's a wonderful one. Have you come in contact with your doppelganger? Which, of course, is it's not a clone. Clone are a little bit more genetic replicas. Doppelgangers are more so in the, in the, uh, the category of like a tulpa. It's a supernatural projection of you, but it's an opposite in the way that it's usually an evil version of you. But it's a, it's a more of a supernatural thing than a clone. Still, uh, it's used a little bit more generally, and we'll, we'll address it generally, too. Have you been replicated in some way, and you just don't know how the hell it happened? Well, you still have time to add to that thread. Here's the last thing I want to put on out there to pair up with the Baba Vanga thing and the, the overall Russian theme that kind of has been kind of been running through this one tonight. This is Rasputin. This came from a, another friend of mine um, who who knows a lot on the on the subject. 
and he dug this up for me because he said that you forgot Rasputin in our Prophecies Night. Here you go. Rasputin predicted various troubles and catastrophes, more frequent earthquakes, rising sea levels. Earthquakes will become more frequent. Lands and waters will open, and their damage will engulf people. Uh, the, seas, uh, the seas, like thieves, will enter cities, into houses, and lands will be drenched with salt. Now, that's interesting on an Edgar Casey level because he predicted the earthquakes that will snap California off and then the East Coast comes next. And some people have, have said, you know, uh, would it be by way of a underwater nuclear bomb that would be exploded by, say, Russia or something to, to in, in a much bigger war with the West to, to flood and disable city centers like Manhattan and elsewhere. No, I don't know. Monsters will be born that will not be human or animals while we are in the age of hybrids. Irresponsible human alchemy. In the end, it will turn ants into huge monsters that will destroy homes and entire countries. This is all from Rasputin. In his prophecies, Rasputin mentions three world wars. Two of them had already have already passed. Quote, three hungry snakes will crawl along the roads of Europe, leaving behind ash and smoke. The time of peace will come, but the world will be written, written in blood. And when two fires go out, the third fire will burn the ashes. I guess you can say that means three world wars. His predictions that came true. Rasputin also foresaw circumstances of his own death. He wrote, quote, if I am killed by simple robbers of the Russian peasants, he said, then Tsar Nicholas should not fear for his fate, and the, the descendants of the Romanovs will reign for a hundred years and more. However, Rasputin further added, if the murder is his murder is committed by nobles, which it was, relatives of the Tsar, then the future of Russia and the imperial family will be terrible. The nobles will flee the country and the relatives of the Tsar will not live, will not be alive in two years. Brothers will rise up against brothers and will kill each other, end quote. Rasputin was murdered by a group of nobles on the 30th of December 1916. By that time, the following year, the Bolshevik Revolution would have already been uh, well underway. Rasputin predicted the arrival of a new power in Russia and mountains of corpses among which would be the bodies of the Grand Dukes the water uh, and the water in the Neva will be stained with their blood. He said, darkness will descend on Petersburg when, it is, when its name is changed, Petrograd, then the empire will end. Whenever I embrace the Tsar and the Tsarina, the girls and the Tsarevich, I shudder with horror as if I embrace the dead, and then I pray for these people, I pray for the imperial family because the shadow of a long eclipse falls on them, end quote. Wow. Imagine being so firm in your vision for what is coming that when you embrace the royal family um, in all the time that he spent doing spiritual advising for the family in the lead up to his death and then the revolution, imagine being so sure of what is coming, that every time you embrace them, you believe you're embracing the dead. That's pretty interesting and pretty stark. That's all I have for you tonight, ladies and gents. I hope it was an enjoyable trip. Let me get over to the um, 
the foxhole real quick. Make sure I didn't miss anybody over there. C. Blanche says, happy birthday. Let's win this shit. It's time. Tony Animal, thank you so much. Kaboomer, thank you so much. And Country Girl 007. I saw, I finally saw from start to finish, No Time to Die, the last James Bond film. We got to talk about that one night. I have to watch it again. I have to watch it again. Uh, but I, we have to talk about that some night. The bio, the bio aspect of it is incredible. I mean, it's exactly what has been talked about by, well, we'll do it some other night. It's 9.04. Goodbye, everybody. It's been a wonderful trip with you tonight. Another one is coming up tomorrow, a short one at that, but still should be plenty of fun. One more time into the tip of stream to make sure I have not left anybody out in the cold for after being such generous supporters of the show. Stostube says, Frank, happy uh, before your birthday, brother. Little support for the show, and also, when does Book Club 100 pages per week start? I will talk about that tomorrow. Because tomorrow I said, everybody have your book if you're going to read along with us by April 1st. Now, if you're not going to read along with us, that's fine. I have, and it's, and I have designed this so it does not impede on your listening experience. I'm going to be doing separate broadcasts. They probably will be public because there's no way to... I'm not charging admission or anything like that. There'll be public broadcasts, but just separate from the 7 o'clock show once a week for those who are reading along. And I think that the first, I think we should do 100 pages at a time. Gives everybody a week for 100 pages. That's like 20 pages a day. I think we can do it. At least let's give ourselves a challenge. Because it's a 600-page book. Maybe we can do a little bit less for other books whenever those do come around. I'm not going to, I'm not going to really go regimented with this I'll know when the right book comes around and we'll do it again but for a 600 page book I don't want to be reading this for the next five months you know so let, let's let's take some chunks out of this I think that 100 pages a week for six weeks that'd be great and I'll let you know about all those broadcasts and things like that so uh, for those of you who want to read along with Windswept House by Malachi Martin I am sure that you can find a PDF somewhere I'm sure you can find a PDF somewhere on the internet you can, you can send it to yourself an email and then you can open up your email on a tablet or something like that that you can read on a bigger screen so you can sit on the couch and read the PDF on a tablet instead of on a phone or on a computer try that That'd be good. So always, there's always time to catch up with us. And uh, I'll let you know more about that later. Valuna says, could you please temporarily add Arrivederci Roma to your playlist? The timing seems right to me. Also, I'm curious as to your thoughts on the freedom slash people convoy. Can't quite put my finger on it, but some things seem awry. Still think this is real. Oh, that, oh that's, that's, I bled into Albert. Uh, well, the Freedom Convoy—they're already home, though. And we did a we did a, a call with Wendy Mahoney, who writes for Uncover DC, and actually went along with the the American Trucker Convoy weeks ago. And that was a, a a great call with her. I forget what night she was on. She was the final fifteen to twenty minutes of the show, and it was a really great call. I mean, what was it going to do? I, I'm I'm totally fine with anybody going out there and expressing themselves and. And in showing in any kind of an outward way your love of the country and your love of your home and your general concern for the direction that things are going in. 
But I, I think that, and, and, and Wendy expresses much as well, that they all had measured expectations as to what it was going to achieve. People are just looking for something to do. And, you know, uh, I always encourage doing something when you when when the inspiration comes and you know that you can go out and, and do it. But just add when you're talking about anything that manifests as a group effort in Washington, D.C., which is like going to Mordor for, for real. It's it's hell. It's it's hell. Not like you go there and, you know, there's fire falling from the skies, but there's no way to sanctify hell. And you have to be very careful because everybody and their mother out there are feds and anybody can can frame anybody for anything. I mean, wherever the hell you are, but if you're, you're going into the nest, I just always, uh, you know, just say extreme caution when you're talking about places like that in particular. All right, that's it. You got a little bit extra for me tonight. I'm happy you did. I'm going to go home and uh, and eat a little something and I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. Good night. See you soon. Thanks again to Jeff Harmon. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, is film before a live studio audience, and now our super chatters, starting with Valuna, Stostube, Albert Frederick. Thank you to everybody across all of these wonderful platforms. But please remember, right now, I'm sorry, I forgot this. Go to quitefrankly.tv and you can watch the rerun of today's Taking It Back that's replaying right there after the show. Quitefrankly.tv and whatever else the the guys at the, at the, uh, the network end of things have uh, lined up for you afterwards. Who knows? It's a Thursday night. Quitefrankly.tv. See you tomorrow. Take him away. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife.